Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The spoils and uh, several Alabama players getting some individual hardware in the postseason of college football. But you're rocking and rolling right now on a Wednesday. Hottest show on the streets, giving you your Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of TDA. Happy to join you here on the show. If you haven't done so, we're bringing the show from the Magic City of Birmingham. We stream this to you on YouTube and speaking of the channel, you hit that subscribe button right now. You tap subscribe. You get locked on. You get locked in to nothing but non-stop Bama. Hit that subscribe button right there. Share the show to everybody that you know on all platforms that you have. To all of the Bama fans, to all your friends, family members, diehard Bama fans, casual Bama fans, consumers of Todd Football. Share that show around. We appreciate all of you. Hit that thumbs up button also. Hit the like button. Like the show. Get those like levels up. We appreciate all of you. The daily super chat go $100 daily. Super chat go 100 bucks right there. We appreciate all of you. We want to hear from you on this evening. You can do this by calling 205 448-1358, the number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. Want to hear from you. If you guys go to my Twitter page right now at Coaching M. Smith, our associate producer, my man Eli Walker, he ready. Eli's got a lank hoodie on in the production room. Like, I don't know, Eli, if you got this fresh from Jalen Milrow or Terry on Arnold, but you ready. Like, I walk into the building, y'all, and this dude's got on the whole length hoodie with Terry on Arnold's name on the back of it with the jersey. Like, Eli's for real. Like, Eli's letting them all know, like, right now, what he's representing. So, Eli got the length. He's set to go. But we begin Topic number one of the conversation on tonight's show this way. Alabama losing an assistant head coach, losing an assistant coach, excuse me, to another program. This happens all the time for Nick Saban, the part of the job that you don't like when you surround yourself with quality coaches, when you surround yourself with quality assistants. At some point, 
somebody is going to leave the nest and go become a defensive coordinator or go become a head coach elsewhere. It happens. Part of the game, part of the pageantry, part of the profession, part of the fraternity, if you will, when you look at the coaching profession. So uh, for Coach Saban, he brought in Coleman Hutzler in 2022 to be Alabama's outside linebackers coach and special teams coordinator. Hutzler, before joining Coach Saban's staff, was a defensive assistant. It was a special teams coordinator, excuse me, at Ole Miss. But now, Hutzler's getting the call to become a defensive coordinator at Mississippi State. So Jeff Levy, who became the head coach for the Bulldogs, has tabbed uh, Coleman Hutzler to be his uh, defensive play caller, his defensive coordinator. So that's the next move there for Coleman Hutzler going to Stark Vegas, Starkville, Mississippi, as the D.C. for the Bulldogs. And Hutzler has been uh, a, a guy that's been around the SEC throughout his entire career to this point. So he's staying within the conference, but now going to Mississippi State being on that the opposite side of the battle for Highway 82. The big thing here for Coach Hutzler would be, will he stick around throughout the playoff for Alabama prior to making the move to Mississippi State? Normally, uh, coaches who have been on Saban staff, that have gotten calls to take other jobs, they have hung on to Alabama until the postseason is done. We saw this with Kirby Smart. We saw it with Lane. We saw it with Kirby Smart. We saw it with guys like um, Steve Sarkeesian. So will it happen again with Coleman Hutzler? We shall see. But Coach Hutzler, what a resume he has, right? I mean, you look at a guy that has an SEC championship under his belt. Well, not not an SEC championship. I'm sorry. You look at a guy that he helped. Will Anderson become a top five NFL draft pick, number three overall to the Houston Texans. You're looking at a guy that's helped Dallas Turner become the SEC Defensive Player of the Year. And Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell both put in phenomenal seasons as outside linebackers. Coleman Hutzler also helping Will Riker become the nation's all-time leader all-time leading scorer with 539 points in terms of field goals, extra points are a concern. So, Hutzler's done a lot in his time here in his two years with the Crimson Tide. Hutzler also now has an SEC championship ring to sport there on his finger as he's on Coach Saban's staff that got the victory over Georgia just last week, 27-24 in Atlanta. So, like I mentioned, you know, it, it hurts to see another quality coach leave Saban staff, especially when you feel like the brother just got here. But for a lot of coaches, every assistant coach aspires to be a head coach, aspires to be a coordinator. You want to work your way up the ladder. And this is the time for Coach Hutzler working his way up the ladder there so kudos to him uh, uh congratulations to him and his family we'll see if he decides to hang stick around to the end of the college football playoff and then make the move there to mississippi state in terms of who can replace coach hutzler we'll have to see there's a lot of names out there i know clemson recently let lamansky hall go you know hall has ties to alabama that could be something right there. Me personally, 
Eli, I don't see this happening, but me personally, I would love to see this. I would love for Coach Saban, after the season, make a call to Bo Davis, Coach Bo, come back home to Bama, baby. We'll put you back with the defensive line and then have Bo Davis coach the defensive line and then move Freddie Roach to outside linebackers. That's what I want to have happen. I would love to see that. But we will see what happens. But Coach Hutzler, kudos to him. It, it hurts in terms of recruiting because he's a phenomenal recruiter. He's had his hands on quite a few people in this class. So hopefully his move to go to Mississippi State won't offset Bama too much there where the recruiting tactic is concerned. But we take our first break on the show. Don't touch that dial, people. When we return, we go to the phone lines. We get your calls, your thoughts, your interactions. Definitely want to hear from you, the Bama fans, after this. Nine players have teamed up and released the Alabama Team Paper, which is a video yearbook they've put out for sale direct to fans. Now, for the first time, small dollar purchases from the fans can support the players as a group as well as a great cause because $1 of every subscription payment is donated to the Boys and Girls Club of America. Be a five-star fan base and support your team and a great cause with Team Paper. Check it out at teampaper.com Alabama. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. All right, people, we're back, locked and loaded in the action from the break on the hottest show on the streets. Number one form for Bama Football News. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of TDA on a Wednesday hump day, your Crimson Tide SEC champions. Go and get that gear if you haven't gotten that gear already. Also, your Crimson Tide in the college football playoff. We'll take on Michigan. New Year's Day in the Rose Bowl, Pasadena, California, granddaddy of them all right there. Continue hitting the like button, hit that subscribe button, make this your spot here for all things Tide football. We go on the phone lines to grab your calls. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. Number to call in, 205 205- 448-1358. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from? I'm calling calling from Georgia. My name is my name is Lucas. Hey Lucas, how we doing? Good. Hey, just don't worry about this coaching staff. It's 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 gonna play out. If if he doesn't go, you can do do this. You can move Freddie Roach over to outside, and then you, you can bring Charlie Strong, put him on the defense line. And so you could do that, and so y'all can see. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about it. We're gonna be fine. If if, if he does go, he goes. You know what is what it is. You, you know, Lucas. That, that's a good. That's an interesting point. Take Charlie Strong from being an analyst and put him on the field. I didn't think of that, but good point, Lucas. 
Yeah. Like, we're going to be just fine. Like, we'll lose coaches every year. You know, it's just nothing new for Bama. Definitely not anything new. The coaching carousel continues, but Coach Saban, still the man occupying the head coaching seat. Appreciate Lucas from Georgia getting it started here on a Wednesday on the show. Good thought right there. Taking Charlie Strong from an analyst and make him an on-field coach. I, I could see that. I mean, I could dig that. We'll see what Saban does with that, though. But we take this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name. And where you calling from? Hey, this is Mike from Jacksonville. How you doing, Steve? Doing good, Mike. Doing well in yourself. Man, I, I tell you, it's crazy down here in Florida. You know, I have to turn off the TV, man. This Mike, East, East Mike, 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 let me just tell you, when you got the senator, the AD, the head coach, and like two position coaches writing threatening letters to the college football playoff committee, like if I'm Boo Corrigan right now, I'm, I might come on. Come on, because I, I mean, I, I don't get it. I mean, Florida's got more issues. Like, the Jacksonville Jaguars had a security guard helping a $100 million quarterback off the field and Trevor Lawrence, but you worried about the committee. And it's not only that, Steve. Even the mayor of Jacksonville, who graduated out of Florida State, man, had to get into the mix. Oh, but my, oh my gosh. This, this is crazy, man. And now, uh, I don't know if you've seen on the AP, because uh, – you know they had they had um, uh, Kirby Smart and they had uh, the Florida State head coach. You know they did they teleconference call a couple of days ago. Well, the Orange Bowl today tried to set up a, a teleconference man, and they couldn't get a hold of either one of them. Man, I was reading where um, FSU was trying to opt out of the Orange Bowl. You know, in protest. So I don't know how true that is, but it's it's just crazy down here. But what's even more crazy? is that I was watching the Paul Feibaum show today, and they have a guy that calls in. I don't watch it that often, but this is a regular guy, Stacy out of Birmingham. I don't know if you're familiar with him. But I was in there washing dishes, and I, I can hear the conversation. I don't know what he said or something to uh, Paul Feinbaum, man, but Paul Feinbaum started going off. He said, you know, I'm going to tell you something right now. Georgia is the best team in the nation. They'll beat Alabama. They'll beat Michigan. He went through all of them. And then he said, I'm going to tell you, you would have lost that game, but the officials help you out. Something along those lines with the catch. I was like, what the? I mean, this joker was mad, man. And I'm like, did this joker just say this on national TV? So everybody lost their mind. You know, so I don't, I don't know, Steve. <laughs> you know, I'm, and I've got friends everywhere because, you know, you, I, I think you've been down to Jacksonville before. It's the largest city in the world geographically, so it's divided. you got Georgia fans, uh, a large numbers. you got Florida State fans, large numbers. you got Florida uh, fans, large numbers. And then you got your, your sprinkled out uh, Alabama fans, et cetera. So it's just kind of crazy times right now. And so um, – it's just no matter what channel you turn on down here, man, it's just some crazy nonsense going on. But that's all I wanted to say. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to Michigan. And I, for some reason, I got a hold. Uh, I was listening to one of their teleconferences. Michigan is concerned. You know, they were saying that they haven't been able to stop the run and they're going to have to use J.J. Is it McCarthy, the, uh, the quarterback? Yeah. They were saying that they're going to have to use him, some kind of special – you know, special offensive plays or something, man, because they're concerned about, you know, the Alabama defense 
and then Miro running. So I don't know what's going to happen. I'm I feel pretty confident in this, pretty confident in this game. But that's all I got. I'm not going to hold you up anymore. Road time. I just wanted to let you know, man, that it's just crazy in Florida right now. Appreciate Mike from Jacksonville calling in there. And uh, the state of Florida, I mean, when you look at Florida State, and I understand or I can see where the frustration would be. You're undefeated. You're 13-0. and You're a conference champion. You feel like you should be in. But I mentioned this Monday. The college football playoff committee set up a bad precedent last year when they put TCU in after it lost its conference title game to Kansas State, knowing good and well TCU had no reason being in there, and they allowed TCU to get abused on national television. So the committee's like, you know what? We're not going to sit here and lay another dud on ourselves. We're going we're gonna to actually do Florida State somewhat of a favor by not putting this by not putting them in the same situation we put TCU in. We're actually doing you a favor. Now of course, if Florida State feel like it's been cheated, play Georgia and see if you can beat Georgia in the Orange Bowl. Just that simple. If you feel like you've been cheated, if you feel like you've been slighted, go into the Orange Bowl, beat Georgia, and then that will show maybe they were cheated. Maybe they were slighted. But if you sit there and you pull out of it were you really cheated? Were you really slighted? Or did, or did the community do the right thing? Maybe waited too late, but did they do the right thing here? We're going to take this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feel? And state your name and where you calling from? Derek from Omaha. Derek, what's going on, man? What's going on with you, Stephen, man? I have to wait a whole week to holler at you, man. I was talking to you last Wednesday. But um, I wanted to bring this up, man, and I hate to be the dead horse, man, but uh, did you see, did you notice, uh, you, you were there, uh, uh, did you notice how when Georgia came out of the, the difference between the, the body language uh, of the Alabama the tide uh, coming out of the tunnel at the beginning of the game and the uh, body language of Georgia coming out of the, uh, their tunnel, I, saw, I sensed fear in Georgia. I, that's the body language I, I sensed. And I, what, another thing I want to, uh, with that is, is, is that fear and desperation. Because one thing about Nick Saban that I love, I don't care how good you are. If you're hurt, Nick Saban is not going to play you. Uh, there's no reason why that lad dude should have been playing, and there's no reason why that Brock Bowers uh, should have been playing. You know, and I thought that was a sign of desperation. But uh, everything turned out the way it tur- that I loved that it turned out. I mean, I think we could have beat them by at least, I would say, about three more touchdowns because there's a there's a lot of drop interceptions, and uh, out of those interceptions, there 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 was a, I think about two or three pick six, poss- possible pick six. And uh, I don't know, man. I'm just I I I got a I got a good feeling about this 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 whole championship thing. I I, I think that everybody's scared. I, the only one I don't think is scared is Texas, and because that's that's the you know that's their little bravado whatever. But Texas, yo, if you want it, we're gonna bring it to you. So you know it's a revenge game. So but that's all I want to bring to you. And I just want I just had those questions to ask you. And uh, I want to thank you for taking my call and uh, roll tide. Absolutely, Derek from Omaha calling in there. Now, the play to me that really kind of turned it 
in Alabama's favor in the SEC championship game. It was Georgia's second offensive possession. They're up 7 nothing. It's their second offensive possession. Carson Beck throws the ball into the flat to Brock Bowers. Malachi Moore saw it, read it, came up, plow, made the tackle for a three-yard loss, got up, started barking at Bowers. Like, at that point, that changed it. At that point, you start to see Alabama's defense. It settled in, and it started making plays. Yes, it had four dropped picks, and I'm pretty sure Saban has gotten onto those DBs about that. But to me, that was the turning point of the game where Carson Beck's trying to get a ball out to the flat. Malachi Moore, senior leader on this defense for Alabama, saw it, read it, attacked it, and cleaned it right up. Really good job there by Malachi. We're going to take this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feel? And state your name and where you calling from. Hey, Stephen. I'm just uh, Robert from Mobile. Robert, Robert, how we doing on a Wednesday, man? Hey, you know, I've just decided myself, and hopefully the team will start decide this too, to just embrace the hate out there that's that's up for out there against Alabama. I mean, you just uh, you know why they hate? It's not they. It's not that these commentators and all these folks feel that Florida State so much got holes by the committee, but they just hate the team that got in there. They hate Alabama. If it was uh, Georgia, I don't think that they'd be squawking this much about uh, Florida State not making it. Of course not. And of it, course not. <laughs> and it's not even necessarily that Alabama knocked uh, Florida State out. Alabama knocked Georgia out. And in Texas, by default, got in because Alabama got in, and that was the that was really what went on. I mean, Alabama didn't knock uh, Florida State out; the committee did that. Alabama knocked Georgia out. As a result, Alabama knocking Georgia out and, and proving that we're one of the best four teams. They had to by almost by default throw Texas in there, and well, that left Florida State out. And incidentally, the BCS that everybody hated so much back in the day would have actually had Florida State in. Alabama would have been three, and Florida State would have been four, with uh, with Michigan and Washington being one and two. So that BCS that everybody hated so much back in the day, well, there you go. Of course, they were now squawking that Texas got knocked out. But the computer doesn't know what it's talking about, and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, it's, this is what we all know. This is Alabama hate, not and certainly not Florida State love. Because some of the reaction of these commentators just uh, – it's just off the chain, mind-boggling. You would think Alabama uh, stole their wives or something, or their girlfriends, <laughs> the way they're acting. So, no, it's not about, about you know what the committee, how they hold Florida State. They hate Alabama. They don't want Alabama in. They don't want Nick Saban winning another national championship. They would rather Georgia three-peat than Alabama win, one, win number 19. <laughs> That's how the hatred is right now. It's 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 just amazing. But hey, I'd say bring it on. I'm looking for. I, I go. Around, I've been going around looking for the haters all over YouTube. You, uh, Gannell, Booker McFarland, uh, Cowherd. <laughs> and I go looking for it because I want to hate. hate. I want because I'm embracing it. This music to my ear. I feel like Ric Flair back in the day when the crowd would boo him. And he just feed it off of it and say, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm coming to town. I'm going to beat your favorite uh, wrestler, and I'm still going to lead the champion. But you just keep the booze coming. That's how I feel. 
The world doesn't like Alabama. Let's embrace it. Hey, yeah, we know why you don't like us. If, if, if we were you, we wouldn't like us either. But guess what? We're not you, so we like us. So just bring the hate. That's what I say. I, I mean, embrace the role of the villain. And Alabama has been thoroughly embracing the role of the villain. It, it's almost like if, if they were, if this was, this was some, if this, if they were somebody else or another team, uh, you, you don't like that guy, but because uh, this is a team that, as consumers of this program, we enjoy, we love the fact that this Alabama team is the villain. Yeah, we shut the uh, we shut uh, the the crowd down. They don't, they're cheering against us, and then we clear the stadium. Now, Miro is too nice a guy to embrace the hate, <laughs> but I think Burton and Double uh, O Seventeen, I think they can handle the beer. They can handle the embrace. Now, now, Robert, I, I'll say this: I think Miro can embrace the hate. I, I was in the room, the press conference room, when uh, after the game. Uh, where the reporters were asking Coach Saban, you know, what did you tell the committee now? And before Saban could utter a word, Miro jumps in, hey, Coach, I got it, I got it. And Miro goes at the reporter, who, who, who was George number one? Did we beat Georgia? What does that make, does that make us? Lank then. Like, Miro can embrace it too. Yeah, I did hear that as well. I did. Yeah, we're gonna have, we're gonna need that kind of cockiness, the attitude, out of, with the way uh, everybody's treating us. And again, it's not because you, uh, we're not the team isn't good. It's just because you just straight up hate them. You, you know, so, uh, is so beat so beating the hate is almost but It's it's more enjoyable than being than, than people doubting you, beating the doubters. Because the doubters, you can you can have a logical reason why you doubt. I mean, I doubted Miro early in the season as well. But to me, based on the early season play, you know, okay, there was reason for the doubt. You can have reason for doubt. Hate is just hate. Hate doesn't have logic. Hate doesn't have reason. It's just straight up hate. Okay, great. Then if you just hate me for no reason, then I'll embrace it, dude. Okay, fine. You can you just keep on hating. I'm going to give you more than hate <laughs> while you're at it. <laughs> Now I'm going to beat your team. I'm going to beat them bad. So then now you're going to have more to hate. So I'm good with bracing the hate for the rest of the season. That's how they want to be with Alabama. So be it. All right, man. Robert from Mobile calling into the show on a Wednesday, giving his thoughts here in my own words. Yours truly, Stephen M. Smith. We grab this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name. And where you calling from? What's going on, Steve? This is Brian from Alabama. I hit you up last week, bro. How we feeling, Brian? How we doing? Remember I told you that the chapter was over? We finished that chapter. Remember I told you that? Right. So we finished the chapter. Now, Georgia fans, now, Y'all have been dethroned once again by Bama. So, now we got Michigan. And man, when I saw that committee, I was on a, I was on a, um, on a YouTube show. And I was listening in to what we were going to be in the playoffs and whatnot. I was listening, I was listening. I heard that Michigan got in. I heard that Washington got in. And I heard about Texas getting there. Michigan thought they had Florida State. 
But when they found out that Alabama was playing them, some jokers got really, really afraid. They did not expect that. They did not expect that at all. <laughs> so basically, how can you keep a team that defeated the two-time national champions out of the playoffs? Number one, the quarterback from Florida State was out. They were down to that second string. I mean, that third string, I should say. That was not good for business. No offense to the Florida State fans, but they want to see the best. If Florida State would have got in, Michigan would kill them. They would beat them. So they want to try and do that same mistake what they did for TCU. You saw what happened, what Georgia did to them. So, back to the game against Georgia, man. Steve, bro, we dominated that game. That scoreboard we seen 27 to 24, we could have done a whole lot better. We could have could have put like 40 on them. But Merrill's still growing. Offensive line and improved a whole lot. But the hunt continues, man. We got Michigan. We got time to prepare. And um, Steve, one more thing, bro. Coach Saber got to be coach of the year, bro. This is the best year this man that ever coached since he's been in Alabama. He got to be coach of the year. Coach of the year all the way, man. Appreciate my man Brian calling into the show. And, and I, I want to interject. With, so I want to interject this with, with what he said. And it's going back to uh, the whole, uh, you know, you put Florida State in, not good for college football. At the end of the day, it's about making money, right, Eli? At the end of the day, these athletic directors, these people on the board of the college football playoff committee, these television contracts, revenue, rate and share, you get the idea. They're all about making money. If it don't make money, it don't make sense. That's how they feel. The bottom line is the bottom dollar. That's how they feel. And they had to put what's going to get people to a TV set. What matchups are going to get people to a TV set? How are we going to get paid? How are ratings and revenue share going to go through the roof? You know, if I put Michigan in here, ratings, revenue going to go through the roof. Michigan, a traditional power brand. I put Texas in here, ratings, revenue share going to go through the roof. Texas, traditional marquee power brand, big, big business down there in Texas. You put Bama in there, Bama's going to travel. Bama's going to put bottoms in seats. Bama's going to sell tickets. Bama's going to compel you to watch because you got the Bama fans, got the Bama haters, and you got the third group that just wants to see a quality organization. And Bama's all three of those things. And then fourth, Washington, strong program as well. The West Coast gets their team. So 
committee did this right because they saw how the ratings and the money and everything plummeted, went to bare bone bottom when they put TCU in there. So the committee knows we are not trying to have that mistake again. That's the reason why they did not have that mistake again. Gotta show some love to Dale Bay with a $20 donation in the Super Chats. Dale B, appreciate that from him. And then we got Demetrius D. Maynard Sr. $49.99. Dropping that in there. And then we got Howard. We got Howard in there. We got Howard Nelson with $9.99. Putting that in there. Appreciate all of you making this your spot here for all things Bama football. Got a cool call topic here, Ian Osso. It goes like this. Uh, kudos to Dallas Turner and Will Reichert getting some SEC Player of the Year hardware there. Dallas Turner, SEC Defensive Player of the Year. Will Reichert, SEC Special Teams Player of the Year. Kudos to Dallas Turner. One of the best pass rushers in the country. Kudos to Will Reichert, the most reliable, dependable field goal kicker in the country. Reichert also the NCAA's all-time leading scorer. 539 points. Big ups to him. Reichert this year made 23 of 25 field goals, if I'm not mistaken. 23 of 25 field goals. About, uh, about 87%. Yeah, 87% right there. Uh, made all 63 extra points this year. Big job there for Riker. Riker also had five punts this year. Averaged 42 yards a punt. Like that song lyric, find you somebody that can do both. Riker did both this year. He kicked, he punted, he did kickoffs. Did all this year. So, Riker, special teams player of the year for the SEC. Dallas Turner. SEC Defensive Player of the Year. Both guys made first team all SEC. We go to a break right here, folks. Don't touch that down when we get back. We dive into a conversation. Nick Saban's got another exceptional freshman that's grabbing all the awards. Who could I be referring to? We break down this young man and give him his kudos after this. We're out here at Alumni Hall in Tuscaloosa. Oh yeah, this. Oh, Gotta get this. Gotta get one of these right here. Can't rock that bam without this shirt right here, fresh pomo. You gotta also rock the all pink. Like Kanye West right there. Keychains, gotta get you some keychains. University of Alabama keychains. I'm telling you, if you are a diehard Alabama fan and you're looking for some big time apparel, this place has got everything. We're talking shirts, shoes, sweatshirts, hoodies, cups, mugs, keychains. If you're just a Todd fan that has an itch to get more apparel, 
get more swag in your game, you come right here at Alumni Hall in Tuscaloosa, right here in Midtown Village. And also you can shop online. The link is in the description to get your gear right here at Alumni Hall. We also have new, fresh, exclusive TDA gear you can get right now at Alumni Hall. That's in store or online. Hit that link in the description and search Touchdown Alabama to view all of the available gear. Hurry and get yours before they're sold out. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, people, people, we're back in rocking and rolling on the number one ticket for your Bama. Football news, in my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of TDA. Folks, if you have not checked out Twitter profile at Coaching M. Smith, there's a photo on there. My guy, Elon Walker, producer of the show, has got the lank hoodie on. He's lanking them all right now. He's got it on in studio right now. Elon, I don't know how much you pay for that, but I got to get one of them. So Eli's got the lank, let all naysayers know, hoodie on right there. The acronym brought to you by Jalen Milrow and Terion Arnold. But as we're back into the conversation here, folks, Alabama, Nick Saban has another, yet another exceptional freshman that exceeds expectations, that went above and beyond the call of duty, that just a special playmaker and a guy that, Immediately, immediately became a starter upon him getting on campus as he enrolled early for spring ball, took our attention quickly, kept our attention consistently, and is racking up awards like, like, like lightning. I'm referring to none other than Caleb Downs, five-star safety from Georgia. And you know, Caleb, when he came in uh, back in the spring, a lot of people – made the comparison to Minka Fitzpatrick. Some made the comparison to uh, Landon Collins. Uh, you've got a former NFL player and former Bama player, Terry Jones Jr. He's making a comparison to Ed Reed, but I won't even get into that one. But there's been a lot of comparisons made about Pangham Downs, who comes from a very athletically gifted family. Mom was an athlete, dad was an athlete, brother played football at Carolina, North Carolina, now he's with the Indianapolis Colts. Got an uncle, Dre Bly, who played for the Rams. So, Caleb Downs, very athletic family that he he comes from. And the dude was incredible in high school. Our own Justin Smith, the director of scouting and recruiting for TDA, went to every single Caleb Downs game in high school at Mill Creek. And every week, it's like this dude did something that had you go, what am I seeing what I'm actually seeing here? And he took that I mean, he took that production, skill set, maturity, mentality to the University of Alabama. Boy, has he blossomed. I mean, earned the starting job at strong safety, Eli, and Caleb Downs is one tackle away. One! One tackle away from doing something 
that hasn't been done at Alabama in the Nick Saban era. He is one tackle away from becoming the first true freshman defender, defensive player in the Nick Saban era to 100 tackles in a single season. He's also one tackle away from being the first safety in the Nick Saban era at Alabama to 100 tackles. It's crazy. He leads the team in total tackles with 99, but he also leads the team in solo tackles with 64. Like when this man gets his hand on you, he don't need no help bringing you down. He bring you down by himself. Justin and I were in the press box watching this SEC championship game. Every time Caleb Downs made a tackle, it was just him by himself. And Justin looks at me as if to say, he don't need no help. <laughs> like, it's not no gang tackle for Caleb. He, 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 that boy country strong, man. He tackling dudes by himself. Like by himself. Caleb took home a lot of individual hardware after the SEC championship game. Some of that hardware came during the team's annual awards banquet on Sunday at the Sheraton Hotel in Birmingham. The rest of it came through the SEC and the AP and other outlets. But King of Downs, the, he, he's the Iron Man Award winner. Going back to the awards banquet, the Iron Man Award goes to the individual that puts in that work in the weight room. Part of the reason why King of Downs is able to make all of his solo tackles, he puts in that work in the weight room, building up his physical strength there. So Iron Man Award for King of Downs, also King of Outstanding Defensive Performer from the team's awards banquet. King of Downs also AP, Associated Press, Newcomer of the Year to the SEC. King of Downs, SEC Freshman of the Year, According to the league's coaches, King of Downs also first team all SEC, according to the league's coaches. So, King of took home some hardware, and he deserved it. Absolutely deserved it. So, Coach Saban, another outstanding freshman. He found one 2015 in the form of Minka Fitzpatrick. What did that lead to? an SEC championship, and a national championship. Here's a guy that's been often compared to Minka, King of Downs. You found him, five-star from Georgia. You got an SEC championship, and you're in the college football playoff of Downs with a shot at a national championship. So, Bama, another phenomenal freshman. And he's putting it, he's been putting in that work all season long. Kudos to the young man from Mill Creek High School in Georgia. But we take a break right here, folks. We'll touch that down. When we get back, we're returning those phone lines, grabbing more of your calls, your thoughts, your conversations. We get back to you right after this.
every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care in support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Chris Rogers, 2009 National Champion. You are listening to the baddest, when I say the baddest, sports show in the state of Alabama. In my own words, you know, yours truly, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Don't touch that dial. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, people, we are locked on to the number one ticket for your Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of TDA, continue tapping that subscribe button. Hit that subscribe button. Subscribe to the channel. You're getting nonstop Bama, nonstop entertainment right there at your fingertips. Hit that thumbs up button also. Like the show. Smash the like button. Get those likes up there. Daily Super Chat Go, $100 daily. Super Chat Go, 100 bucks right there. We appreciate all of you. Phone lines open. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. Number to call in. Let your voice be made known on the show, 205-448-1358. Definitely want to hear from you. As you're getting your thoughts together to call in, another call topic. And Eli, this was actually referenced during the call segment. One of our callers talking about, I think it was Brian. It was Brian. Talking about Nick Saban needing to be coach of the year. Needing to win that award. Well, Coach Saban is a finalist for the Eddie Robinson Coach of the Year honor. Saban's a finalist. Now, I think there's only been, I think 2008, Eli, I think it was either 08 or 09. One of those two years was the only year where Saban took, I think, every Coach of the Year award. It was either 0809 or 2020. He took him a couple in 2020. But I want to, think, I want to say it's either 08 or 09 where Saban just wiped the floor with all of the Coach of the Year awards there. So, but he's up now for the Eddie Robinson Coach of the Year honor. We go to the phone lines to grab your calls. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from? Hey, my name is Sherman Twyman. I'm calling from Tallahassee, Alabama. How we doing today? I'm doing good. I'm just. I need to ask a couple of questions. Why every time when uh, Alabama had a good player injured, do a crime? Can't hear you there. I just said, well, every time Alabama has, like, I think about 2001 or whatever, when Jameson got hurt. Yeah. when That, that, that was 2021 when Jameson Williams got hurt. Right. Okay. And then, you know, Mitchell got hurt, too, one year, too. Right. Okay, but why every time Alabama has no issue when they play a go down, but 
It seems like there are times that other folks have issues. But one thing I know about Alabama, they don't care who they play. They'll beat them. They beat them or they lose. They don't, they don't get mad. They just come back and get revenge. I mean, a- absolutely. You, you look at this. You look at this SEC championship game. Uh, Bama didn't have Jace McClellan. Jace didn't play. Had a foot injury. He didn't play. Bama didn't. I mean, Deontay Lawson, we still don't know if he was even 100%. From the ankle issue he's been dealing with. Jalen Key, who's been dealing with a quad issue, he still played in the SEC championship game. I mean, around this time of the year, nobody's healthy. Everybody's banged up. And why did that dude, that Georgia dude, what his name, Paul, David Pollock, why he, uh, he, 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 he really hates Alabama, don't he? I, I, well, as of as of since the game, nobody has been able to find Pollock <laughs> since the game. Nobody's been able to find him. I, I know KB show on the Kane Rubin show. He said he used to have he had about ten calls before the week of the game. He said none of them called him. I mean, I mean, man, like I, I don't, I, I don't know if Pollock then dropped off somewhere, but ever since the score went final over the weekend uh, or, or on last weekend. A, a, a post that said go blue. Oh man! Yeah, he, he, he that means he won't miss it to beat Alabama. He said go blue. I mean, I, I mean, you, you expect nothing less from Pollock, though. You really don't. You expect nothing less. I'm gonna ask you one more question. Then we get off the phone. Go ahead, Florida. Florida. Okay, just for instance, if Alabama were number one and Florida State were number four. Okay, is that like Alabama number one for instance, and Florida State number four? But I don't think Florida State have a chance against Alabama. I mean, no. I mean, the the, com- the committee was not trying to do the same thing that they did to TCU. That they know for a fact that yes, Florida State, you're undefeated. Yes, you beat everybody that you played against, but you weren't challenged by anybody. And then the two teams that you were supposed to boat race to probably to. to, to Really, I mean, to, to be really played in Alabama. I, I mean, right, but what I'm saying for Florida State, Florida State had a chance to, to really handle Florida I and mean, to really handle Louisville. They didn't do that. So if you couldn't handle Florida and you couldn't handle Louisville and we put you in the playoff, you're not going to handle any of these teams in the playoff. But we appreciate the call coming in right there. Uh, you're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from? What's going on? Steven, I'm calling from Chicago, Illinois. How you doing today? Doing good, man. What's your name one more well, time? Got, my name is Delvin. All right, Delvin, how we feeling? Doing good. First of all, I got to say Bama's back. We're back. We're, 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 we're back into the business of winning championships, and this is where we're supposed to be. But let me just say something to all the football pundits out there who's crying about Florida State and the ACC not getting into the college football playoffs. First of all, what you're going to do, leave Alabama and Georgia out. Georgia's won the last two championships. Alabama's won, you know, in the last six years, two. So between the two of them, they have four. And the situation is this. We have watched for years as the Clemson Tigers will go to the college football championship playing a powder puff conference, a powder puff schedule. All the SEC teams and the Big Ten, uh, Big Ten teams would get into the championship. Like you said, 
injured, body blows, hurt. So the people need to understand that you have to look at the best teams. You have to look at the strongest and the most likely team that's going to really compete for a championship. That was Alabama and Georgia. They played head up, Alabama won. They deserve to be in. Florida State, Bobby Bowden back in the day, yeah, Florida State was a powerhouse. Florida State beat LSU, but LSU throughout the year proved that they wasn't really a powerhouse team. Florida State beat Florida. Okay, who didn't beat Florida? In the last two games that they could have proven that they could just blow a team out, when they played Louisville, they barely won. What, 16-6? 16-6. You're really going to look at Alabama and Georgia and say the SEC doesn't deserve to put a team in a college football playoff. It's ludicrous. What's your thoughts on that, Steve? I mean, uh, if you're in the business of making money, you're not going to leave out the conference where the slogan is, it just means more. That doesn't make any sense. If, if, you're, if you're in the business of capitalism, if you're in the business of making money, if you're in the business of how can I get this dollar and grow this dollar, and you're in the college football business, and you see there is a conference where the slogan of the conference is, it just means more. And you have seen, uh, when, we, when we put this conference on TV, but TV goes to the roof, the ratings go up, the revenue goes up, but ticket sales goes up, the betting lines go up, everybody's happy, everybody's winning something, and you're not going to have that conference in? You must not be in the business of making money. Well, let me say this, too, and then I'll, I'll hang up and let somebody else get on. Last year, when Alabama didn't make it into the college football playoff, what did Alabama do? Nick Saban, he handled it with dignity. He said, hey, I think they made the wrong choice, but we didn't get in. We're going to move on. They bounced back the next year. They took that energy. They took that frustration where everybody had written Coach Saban off saying that the GOAT was dead, uh, uh, that he was no longer, Alabama was gone. It was no longer Alabama. It was just Georgia, 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 just like they did when they was talking about Clemson. Nick Saban, he just regrouped, got him a totally new coaching staff with a bunch of, this is what people don't understand, freshmen and sophomores, and bounced back, and now he's in the college football playoff. That's what you do, Florida State. You just bounce back next year. See what happens. I'll let you go, Stephen. Peace. Appreciate Dalvin calling in from Chicago, giving his thoughts on the show. A lot of conversation. I like this. A lot of conversation going on right now. We're going to take this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name. And where you calling from? Steve, what's going on? It's Brandon from Mobile, Alabama. Brandon, how we doing today? Oh, brother, doing well, man. Always a blessing. Uh, wanted to start off by saying, man, it's, this season has been a long, but hard fault up and down. But it's been good, man. It's been good to us. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of people doubted this team uh, going on early in the season. Uh, but we found a way to overcome that. 
Uh, Link was a huge mentality. And I think somebody like Jalen Miro, the way that he and Tyrion both used that message, I think not only did it get across to the team, I think it got across to the fans as well. Um, but my biggest thing, Steve, I, you know, I've been I've been paying attention, man. Social media has been going crazy still to this day about the FSU snub and stuff like that. You got people like Booger McFarlane crying on TV, David Pollock tweeting crazy. Danny Kinnear, you know, he's just a big hater regardless, you know, whether or not Bama in or not. Uh, you know, what do you what do you think about just kind of like with everything going on, how social media reacting? Now, the good part I'll say is you got a lot of these analysts on like ESPN and other big networks. They do agree that Bama deserves to get in, you know, based off the, the resume. Uh, what do you think, though, Steve? I believe the committee got it right with the four teams that are in here. Now, of course, Georgia has an argument. They feel like, hey, we should be in there. And Georgia is one of the best four teams. But, unfortunately, it, it, it's, it's better to lose early than late. Because at least early you got a chance to make up some ground versus you lose late and it kind of just is what it is. But I felt like the committee got it right. I look at Bama has embraced this role as the villain. Everybody's hating on Bama, throwing dirt on Bama, disrespecting Bama. Well, the players and the coaching staff and the fans have full-on embrace. Well, if you want us to be the villain, game on, we're the villain. And they have taken on that role. They have, uh, they have thrived in that role. And most importantly, they love that role. Absolutely. Absolutely, Steve. Uh, just a few other things I, I just kind of wanted to touch bases on. Uh, the transfer portal, man, I, I've been paying attention to that, too. It's been going crazy. Uh, and, and one thing I got to give Nick Saban credit on, he mentioned, you know, before this thing all took off, you know, he said transfer portal was going to get crazy. And people are going to regret into this transfer portal because a lot of teams, I hate to see some of these players go from playing on your team for one season and then headed to another team. You know, and at this point, you know, it's all about the money. I saw where the kid from Washington State, uh, Cam Ward, right now, his price tag is like $1.4 mil a year. Uh, so, you know, he got a few suitors on that. I'm hoping, and I'm and, and again, I'm hoping we keep people like Tom Simpson. You know, I'm hoping, man, he just, you know, continue to just sit back, you know, and understand, man, it is a process. But I, I'm just hoping and praying that he just sits back to understand, you know, it's a process, but your time will come back. Um, and the same, another person, man, I'm hoping we keep is Jake Pope. Uh, Jake Pope is another guy that I've been no- noticing, man, that, you know, I think him, man, if I'm not mistaken, him and uh, Isaiah Bond came from the same school. They so did. I'm hoping, man, we keep Jake. Okay, okay. So I'm hoping we keep Jake Pope, man. He seemed like a guy that I think can definitely contribute when his time come, along with Earl, Earl Little as well. Uh, but off subject from that, man, uh, I can't lie, Steve. <laughs> I think we need Devontae Smith in there, man, starting at safety beside beside Caleb Downs, man. I'm still not sold on on uh, our number six. I'm not sold on him at safety. I, I don't know what it is. I think he does play well. I think he's gotten better over the course of the season. But I think Devontae Smith, man, after seeing him in, in just one game, man, he, he plays with a lot of fire and intensity. I mean, what is your take on that? I, I, I'm going to say this. De- Devontae Smith brings more juice. He brings a lot more juice on that back end. And, and watching him uh, coming off the field after the SEC title game, you felt that juice funneling through him. 
I mean, Key, Key is decent, Key is good, but Devontae Smith brings you something extra. And you want to have that something extra out there on the field. There's a lot of players defensively on this team that are good, but then you got guys that bring you an extra twitch, and they're sitting on the sideline, and you're waiting for when does that extra twitch go on the field. Jake Pope is another one of those guys. He can bring you that extra twitch. Now, the good news about the secondary is, is you look at it like this, Kool-Aid McKinstry is going after this year. Terry on Arnold has potentially played himself into a first-rounder. He could go after the season. Malachi Moore has gone after the season. There's a shot that maybe even Jalen Key goes after the season. So if all, if, if all of those guys go, but you look at Devontae Smith with a shot, you look at Jake Pope with a shot, some of these guys that are quick, twitchy guys are going to get their shot. Absolutely. Well, Steve, man, I, I definitely appreciate it, man. Uh, again, you know, looking forward – uh, to our matchup with Michigan, uh, and also hopefully, you know, we, we go beyond that. But other than that, brother, thanks again for having me. Roll Tide. Appreciate Brandon calling in from Mobile, getting his thoughts in on the show. Uh, number one forum for Bama football news, in my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of TDA. Eli, you and I, and our own Justin Smith as well, we're going to have a very – Serious appointment coming up soon because we got National Signing Day coming up. We got that show to get going there as we're looking at the uh, next wave of young men uh, that will turn in their nationally signed letter of intent to play for the University of Alabama football program. But, I mean, it's 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 going to be fun. I mean, that's going to be fun. But Nick Saban is up for the Eddie Robinson Coach of the Year Award. Hopefully he gets it. I mean, this has been his best. I mean, we, we always say this has been Saban's best coaching job. Now, this has been Saban's best coach. Right, this has been the best coaching job. When you go from no Bryce Young, no Will Anderson, you don't know who the quarterback is going to be. There's no one leader on this team you can point to and say it's him. You're changing coaches. You bring in two coordinators. That some people went, why in the world did you do this? And despite it all, Nick Saban looks up and he's in the playoff. <laughs> this is the best coaching job right here. Now, granted, Miss Terry had something to do with this too. And that's why the Terry Saban statue has to be built. Miss Terry, front and center, this season had something to do with this being Coach Saban's best coaching job to this point. So, Greg Byrne, you're hearing me right now. We got to get to work on this Terry Saban statue because Eli, I've already got the concept right now. I I got the concept of how I want the statue to look, how I want it to be presented. I just want Greg Byrne to okay this because if he can okay this, Eli, we can have a sucker built by the A-Day game, man. So I'm gonna be put I'm gonna, I'm gonna be putting in some calls, man. We, we, we gotta get the statue. We're gonna take a break right here, folks. We get back, we tidy up loose ends with a discussion on does Michigan have the horses to even contend with Alabama in the Rose Bowl? We'll have that discussion and wrap things up after this.
I'm Malachi Moore, and you're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith on Touchdown Alabama YouTube channel. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. What's going on? This is Benny Bice. I'm the founder and owner of Touchdown Alabama. And you guys are supporting one of the only independent outlets covering Alabama football today. No other sports, no networks, just Alabama football. Roll, tie, roll. All right, folks, all right. Rocking and rolling into the action from the break. Number one form for your Bama. Football news in my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of TDA. Appreciate all of you checking us out today. All of the calls, conversations, the energy, the donations, the super chatting. Thanks to all of you making this your spot here for Bama football. Appreciate my man Eli Walker wearing the Link hoodie in here today. I mean, he, man, I gotta get one of them things, man. Eli got him a hoodie. Come on, man. I, I got to get one of these Lank hoodies, man. So I'm going to put that on my to-do list. That might be a Christmas gift to myself. Lank hoodie. Christmas gift to myself. You know, I, I'm going to write that down. Christmas gift to myself, Lank hoodie. But uh, we're going to wrap this up here. I think Eli's trying to sell me something. What, what are you trying to tell me here, Eli? You're, you're trying to tell me something. I'm, I'm trying to see. What are you What are you telling me? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm putting it on the Christmas list, Eli. That's going, that's going on the Christmas list, man. Lank hoodie. But... Final topic or discussion of, for the conversation on this evening, you look at, does Michigan have the horses to uh, compete with Alabama in this Rose Bowl on New Year's Day, Pasadena, California, college football playoff semifinal matchup? I asked the question because like you, the Alabama football fans, I watched the selection show. And when Alabama's name came up as the fourth team, Michigan, th th there was no reaction from that room. I, It was crickets. I mean, there was no reaction. Like, they're sitting here going, man. In, in their mind, I can only imagine in their mind, they're like, man, that's who we got to play. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's how we got to play. That's who we got to play. And normally, when you see a lot of commotion, you're doing something right. There's an old statement that goes, if nobody ain't hating on you, you are not doing something right. So for everybody to be hating on Bama, reading this playoff, Bama must be doing something right on their head. Bama doing something right. It's Bama in the playoff. Now, Michigan does have a good run game. Blake Corum. Running back, he he's good. He, he he's good. They they're gonna get him the ball thirty times a game, but that kind of plays into Alabama's hands where the run defense is concerned because Georgia only had seventy eight yards rushing, didn't have success running the football. You know, JJ McCarthy's a good quarterback. If you look at his stats and Jalen Milrose's stats, they're kind of identical. McCarthy, I think he's got nineteen touchdowns, five picks this year. So. I mean, Michigan's got 
they, they, they don't have no like real deep threaded receiver, tight end for that matter. Defensively, they got some guys. They got some dudes defensively, primarily in the secondary. They, they, they got some playmakers back there. But but it's you know, uh, do they have the horses? Right? Do they have the horses? I know Harbaugh's got that whole sign stealing thing going on. So Coach Saban, please have your practices closed off. Don't, don't, don't let no cameras get in there. We, we, we can't be you know, having Harbaugh knowing like what's going on behind of the scenes there. So then there's that. But yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, I just don't. Aside from Blake Corm, you know, I don't see Michigan really having the horses here. Now, of course, that doesn't mean you overlook them. Of course, you don't overlook Michigan at all. Alabama, uh, the Tide played Michigan in the 2019 uh, Citrus Bowl down there in Jacksonville. Bama won that game 35-16, to 16, if that serves correctly. That was the final score there. So, um, Saban's played hardball before. This will be part two of that collision clash there. But... To me, I just don't see Michigan having the horses. Maybe as I sit down, cracking the more of this tape, maybe I can find something. But when you look at the ability of Jalen and Milrow, dual threat ability, him growing more and more and more in confidence of throwing the foot, of passing the football, running the football, Bama will be 100% healthy across the roster. When the Rose Bowl comes, so no injuries there. And then you look at, you know, when you give Nick Saban over a month to prepare for you, <laughs> that normally does not go well when you get Saban ample, more of an ample amount of time to prepare. And Saban's got ample amount of time to prepare for Michigan. And then they got Bama a slight underdog again. Like some Vegas sites have Bama a two-point underdog. Some have Bama a one-and-a-half-point underdog. Regardless, they got Bama the underdog right now on a lot of these betting sites. This Bama team who's been the underdog all year, overlooked, disrespected. I mean, they're ready. I don't think Michigan has the horses. Like I said, once I sit down and watch more of this tape, break down a lot more of these Michigan games, then we can have maybe a different conversation. But, but that's how I see it as of right now. Prior to 2019, the last time Bama played Michigan, Michigan had Denard Shoelace Robinson. That was 2012. And the Cowboy Classic down there in Arlington, Texas. What was that score? Eli 41-14. <laughs> T.J. Yeldon ran wild. A.J. McCarron had two or three touchdown passes. Yeah, 41-14 was the final. I think C.J. Mosley had a pick six in that game. Yes, he did have a pick six in that game. And poor Shoelace Denard, he had to kind of just walk off the field holding his head up. Poor guy. As always, folks, you want the best in news, notes, information, coverage, entertainment. Your favorite program, that being the Alabama Crimson Tide. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You download the app from the iPhone App Store. You're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you got the Android phone for your audio needs. Check us out, iTunes or Apple Podcasts. 
Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm, or iHeartRadio. We got you covered right there. The good and gracious Lord sees for now trying to be back on Friday, continuing the conversation as Thai football. Gotta shout out you guys, the Bama fans, once again for all the love. Subscribing to the show, sharing the show, liking the show, donating to the show, making this your show for all things Bama. Football news, we appreciate that. Gotta show some love to my man Eli Walker in the production studio, holding things down there. Till next time, folks, husbands, love your wives. Wives appreciate value. Those husbands, children continue doing the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, good thing, legitimate thing too. Not be bored there. Get yourself those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. You protect yourself. You protect the loved ones around you. Before I leave, I got to give a happy birthday shout out to our outstanding photographer, my man Cedric Mason. Happy birthday, Sid. We love you, buddy. Couldn't forget it was Sid's birthday. My man, 60 years young, man. Till next time, folks. Y'all enjoy your night. You've been listening to In My Own Words. <laughs>